Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with Chris Francis, and we are celebrating a Cavs win over the Hawks. That's uh, right, baby. I mean, obviously preseason, but the starters played till about three minutes left in the game, and the Cavs uh, pitched a 105-99 victory with, uh, you know, an all-star backcourt, I got to say, combining for uh, 47 shots between the two of them. <laughs> Even though they only made 16, uh, they still put up uh, 47 points uh, and 15 assists between the two of them to go along with 13 boards uh, for Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. And Darius Garland especially looked uh, awesome that game. I mean, just controlling everything on the floor when he was on the floor. And uh, a game high, well, not a game high, uh, team uh, a starter high plus 24 and then uh the other uh, a couple other big notables this game obviously Isaac Okoro had I think what we could all describe as a pretty big game for him with 16 points and uh three assists and three steals and really aggressive with the ball um took a step you know, forward had- tonight he did for sure. Some drives and dishes and like, I haven't seen him look this aggressive since that big game he had in Phoenix, his rookie year. So, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a long time coming huh? Yeah, exactly. And then of course we've got uh, our boy, Jared Allen, um, a big five blocks tonight and should have been six, but he got whistled. Uh, Isaac Okongwu got a pity foul late (laughs) from the refs. Um, and then you got, uh, Mamadi Diakite uh, with a monster game off the bench trying to uh, claim that that last roster spot with a uh, 13 and 11, two steals and a block, uh, four, uh, five of seven from the field, two of four from three, two buttery Um, Mm three-pointers. And then, you know, to go along with that, Chetty Osman, a big game too with 16 16 and seven rebounds. So yeah, he uh, and he and Garland there in the second quarter were like Rubio and Chetty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was, that was the kind of magic that we were seeing from those two today, tonight. Like for sure. It was Rubio and love like kind of magic. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, he was just locating and yeah, just Chetty was just ready to lock and load every time he got the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the killer instinct. I mean, that's 
Chetty showed me something. I mean, seven rebounds. When's the last yeah. time you remember him? I mean, like, that's got to be double his, like, yeah, that's got to sure. be double well, his career average. I think they got the memo about the rebounding because the rebounding on Monday's game was, was pretty lackluster. And tonight, um, they lost the, or they won they the rebounding. <laughs> they got yeah, killed. no, they lost. Yeah, 60 to 40. Well, that's not really getting killed. 60 to 49. Neither team shot a great possession. So there was a, no, there was a, a ton of rebounds to have. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. minus eleven is twenty offensive rebounds for. Atlanta oh yeah, is... for sure. But they were much better in the second half than the first. Yeah, and, I mean, and was, yeah, I, I'll tell I you why think... that is in a minute. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's because Lamar Stevens didn't play nearly as much oh. as the second half. <laughs> he was cheeks tonight. I mean, he was horrendous. I just. To me, Mamadi Diakite outplayed him in every single aspect of the game uh, as a backup four or five. And uh, he has, he brings so much more to the table. I mean, Stevens I, just looked undersized, trying to do too much on offense. I And this is a tough matchup because obviously, you know, Atlanta's a really good rebounding team with uh, Clint Capella and Murray. And, you know, Hunter and Collins, those are four pretty darn good rebounders. But, yeah, he just looked completely like he didn't belong on the floor to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I, I don't. I mean, like, he's he is what he is, right? right. I mean, like, he's a end of the roster, you know, like right. he's he's basically the the like he's known as the practice guy. Like, that's the guy yeah. he's he's no. He's, and that's OK. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to have the, that guy uh, on the team. You need that yeah. guy. Is, is absolutely you, 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 do. I, you need that guy to <laughs> provide competition and provide yeah. hustle and just uh, you know. So I actually think I mean, like he's just he is who he is, you know. Right. So, but uh, you know, I thought you know you're absolutely right though. Like Diakite actually like imposed his will on the game. That that's all he did not do, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, for instance. So, like, I, I just think, like, Diakite's activity on, the, like, 11 rebounds. If there was one thing that I wanted him to fix over the past, you know, two two games that he's played for Diakite is the rebounding. He, he's oh, and he was rebounding with yeah, authority. And exactly. He was a, he was doing a great job. So, um, I, I'm really excited. Like, He's he's gonna get signed if if the Cavs don't sign him, which they which they'd be foolish not to. He's gonna get signed by somebody. Yeah. Right? Well, I, I I mean, have to think that at the very least they offer him that last you know contracts sp- or that last spot on the roster um, with a non guaranteed contract. I mean, I I would be shocked if that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. mean, that's so, a, it's I mean, a no risk I, move. Like if right, he's right. not working out, you cut him. But right. I mean, he seems too good for a two way to me right now. The way he's playing. Yeah, he should be on an NBA roster, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, his blocks per minute. Guy. I mean, yeah. he's the stocks guy, per minutes. He's just. Well, yeah, yeah. But the other thing that makes him fit really well with the Cavs is that he gives you exactly, not exactly, but a facsimile of what Jared Allen and Evan Mobley give you in that starting lineup. So if you can 
bring in a sub off the bench where you're kind of shot blocking and, you know, your defensive fundamentally fundamentals of uh, funneling any penetration, your two bigs is still there. Like, how, how do you not, you know, let that guy keep that guy on the roster? I mean, it just makes all the sense in the world. I, I for me, it's that three pointer. Oh, yeah, like, no. You know what I mean? Like, this is what shooting actually, with confidence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just letting it fly and it looks good. I mean, yeah. if he's delivering this kind of offensive touch, you know, like, that's, I mean, I, I'm just kind of in shock, to be honest with yeah. you. I mean, well, like, and he had game. one, uh, he had a 20 footer a couple in, feet in from the, the line, too. It's, so it's not like he was strictly threes. Right, you right. Know. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was uh, excellent, and uh, I just can't sing his praises enough. It's just uh, it's cool to see guys uh, seize their opportunity, and yeah, for sure. is one of those guys that man, and like I, apparently, I just learned he was an NBA champion. He is an NBA champion yeah. with the Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, as well as NCAA champion with. Uh, uh, Virginia. So well, and they said during the broadcast that I can't. He won a state high school championship. What are you <laughs> kidding? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So yeah, no, they made winner. some Ford winner. That's they that's made some time. joke about him not be being in the Beaver County Sports Hall of Fame like uh, John Michael was. And right. I thought that was pretty funny. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah I don't know if you got the uh the Cavs feed for the game, but I did. there was, I did. There, was there was a lot of joking. Oh nice, nice. I mean, did like, you get that feed? Uh well I ha- I didn't really have the volume on because I was mainly, oh, okay. mainly and paying attention to like I was mainly paying attention to the live thread to be honest with you. So Oh, okay. Yeah. Well yeah. there was some there was some nuggets in the uh in the feed, like uh, Karis Levert was there in the third quarter, and oh, right. uh, I did hear that. Yes, yeah, he yeah, he, he was. was a cool customer. Uh, he is a cool customer. Yeah, he's, and you gotta love uh, rep in Ohio. So, yep from yep. Uh, from the took the sea bus all the way to Cleveland. So, yep, yep, that's uh, what's up. Yeah, he looked uh, he looked really good um, in preseason and got the night off, um, and. Yeah, I thought Isaac Okoro filled in really well for him. Um, really everything I wanted to see from Okoro. Uh, super confident with the ball. That's what I liked. Like, he he had a couple times where he deferred, but he was attacking for sure. Yeah, I mean, the jumper looked better. The jumper looked better tonight. Um, he was on the attack. He was finding for ways sure. to impact the game in multiple ways. The the rebounding is still not there, but I mean, you know, maybe one of these days I'll keep on. Maybe, maybe. but here's the thing, though: the defense is there, and even though he fouled out, right. I mean, it's a preseason game. But if you're a if you're a bench player, now obviously he's a starter, but I I think if you're a bench player in the NBA, you are best. You are at your best not worrying about fouling out, like. Right. Right. Just go out there, leave it all out there, and if you pick up some extra fouls, you know when you're a starter, you got to worry about it. But yeah. he he's not a starter right now on this team. So, but the one thing I have noticed about him, he is noticeably thicker 
in the core. And I don't mean that like he's fat. Like he looks like he could play linebacker in the NBA and NFL right now. Like he has some freaking thighs. Like, and it ain't fat. Uh, he did not skip leg day. Are you, are you just kind of <laughs> are you are you just kind of like uh, crushing over Okoro here right now? No, I'm just here? saying he looks innocent. noticeably stronger than last Should year. Should your wife be worried? <laughs> that you... No, no. Well, first of all, he's out of my league. <laughs> oh, oh shit! <laughs> um, but I mean, he looks really strong around the basket. Um, and yeah, so and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Jeez. <laughs> I uh, after the break uh we'll be right back. I got to go be alone for a bit. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I think looks really good. Gonna, are you going to make it? I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that was too good. That was, that was too good. <laughs> Well, uh, you know who else is really strong, stronger than I thought, was Donovan Mitchell. That guy goes up and grabs one-handed rebounds and pushes the ball. So there you go. Eight boards for for Spida. So, uh, yeah, and and coming up after the break, we'll talk about uh, Fleet Week is coming to uh, New York City here. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Cavs of Podcast. That took a strange turn, Chris. <laughs> it went to a place I didn't think that Casa Podcast was going to go. So at least, at least not why we had an all uh, cisgendered I mean, male. Uh, <laughs> we're branching out. It's, you're yeah, branching exactly. Out is what you're doing? It's getting yes, weird up in here. You're no. doing learning. You're you're doing a learning. You're doing a growth. no. It was a super fun game. The defense played really well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, like that's the whole thing is that you know they corrected mistakes that were happening from the previous. Yeah. Two games, right? Like well, and even in game, like they kind of had some transition lapses, and they would correct them. You know, yeah. So uh, I mean, the yeah. the big things for me were the defense was non-existent in the first two games. What happens? You know, Jared Allen puts up five blocks in twenty six minutes. Yeah. You know, like there was an immediate correction to it, and then yeah. oh, by the way, uh, Darius Garland three steals, one block. 
So yeah. Darius Garland got no. He has been guy. really a ball hawking in the uh, in the yeah. preseason. Yeah, he, he's he's pointing. He's providing some point of attack defense. So yeah, um, you know that's what we saw the night. And so they were correcting him. And the second mistake that they were making was the passivity on offense between Garland yeah. and Mitchell. So like like you said, the jump uh, at the top of this, you know, forty seven shots between the two of them. That's that's what the offense needed to be tonight to win, right? right? Like right. because they're playing on a court with Okoro and Stevens, who are not going to be, you know, they're going to score and take their shots off of actions that right. they create. So you know they did what they had to do to win. So yeah, that, you and- know, I I love those two adjustments. So you know, those were the two biggest problems of last game, and they immediately corrected it. You know, and so if you're getting that kind of learning, if you're getting that kind of, you know, um, correction and, and just growth, you know, sky's the limit. I mean, like they shut down. I mean, like you said too, uh, Atlanta played. Atlanta basically played their starter. This was like a regular season. It was weird. Like they basically both teams played it like a regular season game. Essentially, they, yeah. I mean, don't you feel like uh, I, I would say? Was out, but yeah, I mean, Bogdanovich was out. But um, I, other than that, yeah, for sure they uh, they missing, played we're missing Mobley. So well, you know, and Love and, and uh, Love, yep, and and, uh, and Wade. Yeah. So we're missing so, a lot and, of yeah, yeah rotation guys, and we just kind of put the clamps down anyway against yeah. their starters. You yeah, know, for sure. Trey Young I mean, was three of seventeen. Yeah, it was an atypical Trey Young game. Uh, the refs weren't bailing him out. They clearly have some things to figure out. Like uh, ACU was talking about between Murray and Trey Young, how to share the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they cut the head off the snake. It, mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, they they guarded yeah. Murray and Young really well, yep. and they made the other guys beat them. John Collins, uh, you know, had a nice shooting night, six of ten, but he didn't get the ball very much. Yep. <laughs> and you know, uh, AC yep. was making fun of that too. I actually thought AC was pretty pretty good tonight. <laughs> um, and the one thing I'll say that I really loved about Donovan Mitchell's game was he was not playing very well through three quarters. A lot of defensive misassignments. Um, lot of missed bunnies around the basket, but he kept staying aggressive. Um, and the other thing I absolutely loved the calf shot 39 threes and 10 mm-hmm. each from Garland and Mitchell. Oh and gosh, finally, right? Right. That is a far cry from what we saw last season when, oh God, you know, yes. didn't, didn't we see a half? It was either last season or the season oh my before God. where oh my God. they did not shoot a three and a half. Like, you can't yeah. do that in today's NBA. Yeah, um, they, they were doing stupid stuff like taking 20. They were like taking 23s as a team per game. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we got 20 tonight just yeah. between. And they the were guard. shooting whenever they were open. Exactly. That's what you got to yeah. do. That's how you stretch the defense. Oh, man. Did so. you see that Garland block on Trey yeah. at the end of the first, second quarter? That was sweet. Yeah, oh, there was just a I lot mean, of great plays that there. Was, that yeah, game. exactly. There, this was a get right game against a playoff team i mean atlanta hawks made the playoffs the atlanta hawks are literally the Cavs' competition this year right uh, for that sixth seed or fifth seed you know maybe we get more in last couple of years really yeah exactly so and and they're going to be the future competition with uh, deontay murray now yeah and and what i loved is mitchell 
kind of took over the beginning of that fourth quarter. Like it was like, okay, it's game time now. I've been coasting. It's game time now. (laughs) Yeah. Made some, made some big time threes, big time threes. Yeah. And and yeah, some big time plays. So yeah, it was, it was an awesome game. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what do you think about my, um, little prediction about Garland leading the league in assists this year or, or threatening to at least like he played 31 minutes a night and he had 12 dimes. Like that, it wasn't a 36 minute game. Like, (laughs) well, if you recall last year, you know, uh, I was saying he's a 25 and 10 guy. Yeah. You know, like that puts him, I mean, he that, can be that's one company. of the greatest. Yeah, he he could put. He, I mean, he can be an elite offensive engine. Yeah, uh, for sure. in the NBA, that's the capability leading this league. And oh, that's well, absolute... especially with the weapons that they're putting around him. Like, exactly. if you're putting an absolutely willing shooter like Donovan Mobley Mitchell yet. around him, we haven't yeah. seen Mobley yet. And we haven't and, seen Mobley. Jared Allen's one of the, if not the most efficient finisher in the NBA. Yep. Yep. So, and then. You know, that's the whole thing. We haven't seen Mobley yet. Uh, this, And we're playing against playoff teams. Like, yeah. you think about Philadelphia. Philadelphia has championship aspirations. Atlanta Hawks, they probably feel like they have championship aspirations. They've been to yeah. the conference finals. So yeah. Now, to be fair, Atlanta is – the last three seasons has started really slow. So yeah. they kind of don't seem to ever get their act together till well, about mid season. They're young. Yeah. They're, I mean, like that's the that's the interesting thing is is like this is going to be. I mean, if these, that's what I think was interesting about this game is like you could get the sense from these two teams that they know, like they're measuring sticks against each other. Like they yeah. played all their starters, they played their regular rotation, Cavs matched, you know, player for player on that account. You know, they really wanted to find out, like, that both of the teams were, you know, they were playing, it looked like a regular season game. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, this is potentially a massive rivalry, you know, that's going to yeah. be brewing in the Eastern Conference here because they have young players that are good and they're going to get better. Yeah, for sure. Both teams. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I, I liked what I saw from uh, AJ Griffin tonight. Yeah, uh, he, he had a nice. He was good. Yeah, he, he has good. got the the rumors of his jumper are absolutely accurate. That is a pretty jump shot. Yeah, um, and it goes in the basket. And yeah, you know, and then your boy, uh, <laughs> Jalen Johnson had a really weird game: eight points mm-hmm. and eleven rebounds. Like yep. you just want him off this team, don't you? Like <laughs> you feel yeah. like he's oh, wasted yeah. on that team. He is wasted. I mean, like you know, I. Uh, 11 rebounds in 22 minutes plus 13 in 22 minutes. I mean, he was balling out. You know, he's yeah. one of the few guys that was actually playing defense, you yeah. know, on their, on their team. So, you know, to me, it's, uh, I mean, they already, we already snagged Sharif Cooper. <laughs> so <laughs> why, yeah. not, why not Jalen Johnson? <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of hoping, what are there, two preseason games left? One on Friday and then. No, no. Or was Friday one. the last one? Friday okay, well, week. I'm hoping that my my gut is is that most of the mainline guys don't play, and if they do, they just play a quarter on right. uh, on Friday. Um, right. Although we may, there's rumors we may see some uh, Evan Mobley. Um, that's wild. 
But yeah, I'd he, love to see some extended run for Sharif Cooper on Friday. You know, I'd what I'd you know what's interesting is I wonder if they may like give Mobley some point Mobley experience. You know, against backups. Hey, I don't sure. Know. Yeah, you know, let, let him cool. let him uh, work that work that face up game. Exactly. There we go. There yeah. we go. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, you know, I was really happy to see Chetty go off. You know, like uh, what a game. Yeah, uh, for sure. Well, you, you see, my no, Chetty's not allowed to shave. <laughs> <laughs> he had that, that scraggly looking that? facial hair going on. It's, it's, He's not allowed to. Sh- but it's not a beard. It's like it's just like a rumor of facial hair. <laughs> yeah, he's patchy. Yeah, he he looks like a pirate. <laughs> I can relate to that. I can relate to that. My my stuff's patchy too. So well, yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah. I mean, every everybody goes through that. But he just he's not allowed to shave. <laughs> you grow the facial hair. You put up a game like that. You yeah, don't shave going. until yeah, you have a bad going. game again. So. Yeah. What do you think about Robin Lopez? Like that was a Rolo? solid game. Yeah, twenty yeah, minutes. He was okay. Solid minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a matchup that really favors Robin Lopez. Um, that's why you need Robin Lopez is when you are playing Clint Capella and you need to keep him off the boards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you right. need the big body there. The Cavs. I mean, I love Jared Allen, but he is not thick. You know what I mean? Like, nor struggled nor is that his game. Yeah. I mean, he was on the perimeter a lot, but he also struggled yeah. to rebound. One yeah. Two, well, they all did. And, and yeah, I yeah, mean, how many exactly. times did Lamar Stevens just get out jumped for rebounds? Um, yeah. Or, uh, Okoro, you know, Okoro got two, nothing from Okoro. Yeah. But Diakite, those big 11 Diakite. boards. Yep. And one of the no, things I am excited about is, um, you know, I would love in the regular season to just, you know, maybe try it out for five minutes. A Diakite, Allen, and Mobley lineup would be super fun. Like, just to see the block party. You know, that that would be a hard team to score inside against. Oh, my so, God. I mean, you, you, that is not a bad idea. I mean, you know, and even maybe Okoro at the two, like that is a brutal defensive lineup. Oh, no, I'd want to go. I'd want to go DG and and Mitchell uh, Mitchell. Yeah. Or or, uh, you know, Levert in one of those spots. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, Levert. Yeah. Levert. Yeah. There you go. There's your size. Then get your size and the offensive creation. Yeah. I mean, that that is a super intriguing possibility. Shades yeah, of I mean, Tower like, City situation. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say is like yeah. you've got a guy in Diakite that can probably guard the perimeter. Yeah, I would think, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he guys. seems like uh, he's got a little bit. Well, he seems like he's got the wingspan to be yep. able to play a step off guys and still challenge shots. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, he's got to get a little better about his uh Choppy little short steps and going straight up instead yeah, of work. Yep. he 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 fouled a guy on a three pointer from oh, way right, far right, away. Right. Although that was a garbage call too. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was against Johnson actually. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but but he was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I see him definitely. He's going to bite on some pump fakes, <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, but 
but yeah, that's going to be a hard, that'd be a hard lineup to score, score against. Um, Jared Allen though, just the defense tonight was phenomenal. He turned it on tonight. Yeah. Well, and part of the reason he didn't have as many rebounds really was he was going for blocks, but unfortunately a lot of his blocks turned into offensive rebounds and putbacks because no one was kind of getting his back with the, on the, on the D boards, on the backside, on the D boards. Yeah. 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 So you got to help the helper. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. And I'm sure that'll come up in film session. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. Well, well done. Well done, Cavs. Well done, JB. Just to, you know, like I said, they were correcting mistakes and they're learning, they're growing, you know, exactly what you want to see in the preseason. Some guys stepping up, you know, that it's, it's a perfect night. Perfect sports night for the Cavs fans <laughs> right now. Yeah, no, it was super fun. And you got to love that. You know, they potentially had three rotate, four rotation guys out, and we're still putting up this kind of effort. And, uh, you know, Mitchell and Garland went 16 of 47, and they got nowhere to go but up. I mean, can imagine when they get hot, you know, this is going to be a really hard team to beat. Oh, man. I mean, that's what, you know, that's what I said in the first half on the live thread. If Mitchell's just having an average game, the Cavs would have been up by twenty. Right, exactly. So, like, no Garland you know, too. Honestly, it's yeah, no. I mean, yeah, Garland started off a little bit slow, but it heated up really nicely in that second quarter. And uh, they that second quarter was just magical. You know, they, oh, yeah. they won that quarter thirty-two to seventeen. Both yeah. both ends of the they were giving effort on both ends of the court. It was feeding itself. It was fast. Yeah. It was fun. You know, just uh, you know, it's he JB's going to pull that second quarter up and say, "This is what we're capable of." Yeah. Well, you how know, about thirty assists as a team? Oh man, the the, the offense was fantastic. The offense yeah. was just the, uh, the ball was moving. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's moving to the right way. Guys are, like I said, the guys are taking the right shots. And it's, the thing of it is, is what it's all based on. And that's, that was my criticism of last game again, was um, it's all based on Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell attacking and looking yeah. for their shot. That's where yeah. you've got to force the defense to commit, to stop. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. and then you start making the passes. What they were doing before is they were just making the pass. Without even thinking, you know, they weren't right. thinking to score at all. So just the correction that was made, the the guys that they're able to internalize the mistake and then fix it and then go out there and execute, you know, that's what's going to make this a really fun seat. This, you know, you uh, we haven't played over-unders uh, yet, but I mean, that's what I'm wondering is, do you take the over-under or on the Cavs this year? Um... I mean, I would take the over. I think I think anybody I think the overs are gonna be well in play. And part of the reason is I think the bottom third of the NBA is going to be tanking so hard that there's gonna be a lot more wins on a night to night basis than there might have been in the past against bad teams. Wait, wait like, so who who's tanking next year? Um oh let's well let's pull this up. Hot Googling action for the first Hot time? Hot Googling. Right? Well, I've got it up right in front of me. So. Oh, nice. Um, uh, okay. So, okay, Slate. 
I've got uh, <laughs> uh, in the east or in the west. Let's start there. We got uh, obviously the Rockets, the Thunder, um, the Spurs. Uh, th- those are the obvious candidates. I would say the Pacers clearly, um, and then possibly the Magic as well. Uh, and then, then it gets a little so weird. How many, I actually, up to? how many were you up to? That was about six. Six. That was five. Okay. That was five. Five. Okay. Okay. And then I think Charlotte's going to end up tanking. Uh, right now, they should. They Lund- should. Whether they will or not. Mellow balls hurt. Um, Is he? Right now, so yeah. You, so got, and they're zero and five in the preseason and looking terrible. And you got to remember. One of their best players from the squad last year is not on the team. Miles Bridges was a huge part of that team last year, yep. and he is not even on a roster right now. So yep. Yep. that persona non grata. Yeah, as well he should be. But yeah. I got to think if you're Charlotte and you're smart, you are, you know, what was the move I saw today? Trade uh, trade Terry Rozier and Hayward for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> And just tank strong. Wow. You know. Wow. So you buy the tanking rumors. You 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 think for that, Charlotte? Yep. You think yeah, they're I, gonna tank? I I I think they're gonna be really bad. And I think they, uh, they may really end up yeah. tanking organically. Although even though Jordan, that's kind of not his MO. Um you it's know, you got Washington. Though. What a collapse. They were they were looking you know, just two years ago, even last they year, were a play, yeah, they were a playing they were a team playing last team. year. Yeah, they're forty three and thirty nine last year. You and, and you'd think they'd be on the rise. Now we're talking like now. Well, you know, wow. So Man, that's a fall far. You know, but far, you know. but is it though? I mean, I kind of feel like everybody feels like a one year tank could set a lot of these teams up if they get the top top one or two oh, picks. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. God, could you imagine? What, what's what his name? Wimby? Wim, can you pronounce it? Because I can't. Oh, no. I just call him Wemby. <laughs> Wemby. Yeah. I think like it's Wembyana. I think it's Wembyana. Wembyana, probably the biggest uh, draft prospect. Oh, Wembanyama. Wembanyama. Wem- <laughs> Wem Banyama. I mean, I would say he's the biggest bat- draft prospect since LeBron. Yeah. I mean, he he's seven yeah. three and moves and shoots like Durant. Wow, we we found it. So you're saying we found our generational talent finally? Well, I I think that yeah, and the the second guy is really good too. I can't uh, Scooby Scoot. Scoot. Yeah, <laughs> Scoot Henderson. Yeah, Scoot Henderson. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of teams tanking. I mean, Wemban Wembanyama or whatever his name is. Yes. I, you, so you, you got it. You he's got a, he's he's a generational player. Like he's he's a once in 25 years player. It feels there like you to go. me. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh it caveat if he stays healthy. Oh, you know. boo. No, no. I, oh, the Jazz will also be tanking. So we're yeah. up to about eight teams Seven, now. Eight? Seven, eight or nine? That, yeah. That's like 30%, almost 30%. Of the uh, well, isn't that what I just said? Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, there's going to be a lot of teams that are just going to want to lose as many games as possible. My goodness. So My there's going to be a lot of fake injuries this year. Um, yeah, I think Portland's going to end up tanking because they look they not should. good right now. Although you know who's had a nice preseason uh, for your NBA news is uh, Shaden Sharp has had a pretty nice preseason. Yeah, he has. But if they're playing Shaden Sharp a lot, they're probably not winning. Um, that's probably fair to say. Uh, you know, because I mean, just because rookies don't win no, ball games, right. they can put up yeah. a lot of points. But well, yeah. I was thinking specifically in his context. You know, he would have to be the defensive stopper, and he's a rookie. You know, exactly. And he's a wing. He's not like Evan Mobley, where he has all the natural tools. Right. It's harder to play defense as a wing than it is to play it as a helping big man. So I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at least to be a a plus defensive player. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely to guard all these perimeter talents in the NBA today is not an easy task for rookie. No. Yeah, for anybody. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, with that, uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Cavs Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with Chris Francis. We are talking in Cavs basketball, and uh, we've had uh, a pretty packed week this week. I got to think, like we said, the we've seen the last of the starters getting extended minutes in the preseason, and uh, we're going to probably have a uh, – take a look at the deep bench uh, in, in the last preseason game. And uh, I think that kind of brings us to what we think this rotation is going to look like for the Cavs. And I think, uh, you know, coming into the season, uh, four starting spots were pretty set with Allen and Mobley and Mitchell and Garland. And the kind of the up in the air was the Karis Levert or the small forward. And by all kind of evidence that that's Karis Levert has won that job. Would you say, Chris? I mean, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to disagree, right? I mean, like he got the I you know looked like to me that he got the night off because of the work that he's been putting in. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I think that's why he kind of got the night veterans night off along with Kevin Love because if you remember Kevin, I mean, Kevin had a fantastic game, you know, when he played a few nights ago. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I would think that Karras is your opening night starting forward. Uh, well, he, you know, he was the I best Cav on the floor on Monday night's game, yeah. I thought. Like, yeah. he was just, was. yeah, I mean, he was. He's locked uh, in. He's locked he's in. Locked in. He's Absolutely. In. Catch and shoot, yeah. uh, drive and kick, mm-hmm. moving without the ball. Like, we're not seeing the tre- – he's so much more decisive this season, and we're not seeing the – you know, the mellow hold the ball for 15 seconds for is like when he goes ISO, he goes, he makes a decision. Then he, then yeah, he the ball the moves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The pass. And it's everything there. they wanted from that guy. The one thing I would like mm-hmm. to see a little bit more out of the starting three spot is some rebounding. And he's proven he can do that before. So I think it's just a matter of hitting the D boards. Yep. Yep. And, and making sure Mobley is healthy and rare and ready to, no, Ready yeah, to rock. No, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. I think it's hard to say that he's, you know, I feel like he's the, uh, he's the guy, he's, he's the guy at the three, I think, you know, but good for Isaac Okoro. I want to give a shout out to him. Just, you know, he made a statement tonight, you know, don't forget about me. 
you know, like, you know, I thought he had two largely lukewarm, mediocre games to begin the season, but, you know, he finally got in that, uh, he got in with the starters, you know, he's got the start tonight and, uh, he, you know, he showed the, he, he repaid their faith in him, you know, he came out and balled. So, uh, for sure, you know, I, I, I don't know what you think the, I mean, where do you see Okoro fitting in, like into this rotation? Is he is he the first man off the bench? Is he starting? Um, what do you what do you what do you what's your take? So Okoro, I think right now would be my first guy off the bench, uh, or second. You know, Kevin Love. It's hard to, but they play different positions. I think he's the first, you know, wing off the bench. Um, I think the other thing that Okoro. From everything I have seen, there is a huge, uh, you know, differentiation between who the best, between Okoro and the second best perimeter defender on this team. Okoro is hands down the best perimeter defender on this team. He gets his body into people. He gets around screens. He's super physical. He helps off the ball. He's really good at crowding people and challenging shots without fouling around the rim. Um, he doesn't lose con. He doesn't lose contact on, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, track and trail or whatever, where you, where you go around the screen. Um, he is super strong um, and guys have a hard time getting around him uh, for the reason that he's super strong. And that is where he's far and away above everybody else as a perimeter defender on this team, um, at least in terms of, you know, dedicated perimeter defender. I actually think the Cavs bigs are really good out on the perimeter, but a one-on-one guy, Okoro, that you're going to put out there every single possession on a guy, Okoro's really, really good. Uh, the fact that he is coming to an, into his own on offense, as you know, I predicted, <laughs> uh, since he's only 21 freaking years old, and uh, you know he's finally getting it together, had a real preseason. He's not afraid of having the ball in his hands. So, uh, how about that driving dish he had in the fourth to uh, Diakite? Uh, that, oh, that, man, was, that was, that was spicy. Yeah. I mean, I was going nuts over the two threes in a row. Yeah, for in sure. The first half, you know, just <laughs> stepped into him with confidence. Good form. Oh, man. He literally, like one of them was a movement three too. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he just kind of, uh, moved around and found open space to get it off his shot. It was, it was awesome. Man. Yeah. And, and by all reports, he has just been putting in the work on that. So. Good for him, it's, man. It's great Good to hear. Him. I mean, that's a game changer. Like, oh, for sure. Isaac Okoro is a game changer. If he actually becomes the mini Jimmy Butler type, you know, or mini, you know, I don't know what other type. A PJ <laughs> Tucker. PJ Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like some combination, amalgamation of, you know, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker. Who knows, you know? Uh, who, like, who's the guy from Boston? Uh, Jalen Brown? No, they're real beefy point guard. Oh, oh, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Yeah, Marcus no, Smart. He's got yeah, a little Marcus yeah, Smart yeah. in them. Like bit, he's bit, bit. he's strong like that. So yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, yeah, just kind of a he's kind of a Swiss Army knife basketball player. Like Yeah, and those guys he, are absolutely invaluable. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so he's a, he's a game changer. Like what if, you know, the ceiling of this team gets astronomically higher if he kind of blossoms on this roster. Yeah. Right? Well, and I think he's gonna, I think it's only upside for him. I, I yep. haven't, I just think he's, I don't want to use the term late bloomer. He just got put into a role his first two years, never really had a chance to work on his offense. And now he has, and you're going to see it pay dividends. So. Well, and also he had to go through, I mean, like he was a, he was part of a rookie class and, you know, young vet class, they got totally wrecked by COVID. So, oh, for sure. In the, in, the, sure. in the schedule getting all wacky. So. Yeah, for two seasons, really. Yeah. Because yeah. they missed that first season, and then the year after that was yeah. the off season was totally compressed. Yeah. So, so I think we brought this up. Yeah. I'm and then sure the next year was a freaking meat grinder. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> or his rookie year was the meat grinder season. That was that yeah. super com- – oh, gosh. That was one of the worst seasons I've ever seen in terms of injuries. So, yeah, he – good for him, man. Yeah. So yeah, he's my he and kind of Kevin Love, I think, are six seven. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's yeah. How, it's how many minutes do you see Love getting a night? Well, he got like twenty, I want to say, last season. I don't yeah. see him getting more. No, um, I think twenty to twenty five is about right. And, and remember, he played almost every game. Yeah. So he he averaged twenty three minutes a night. So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, um, I I think that's he'll stay right around the same. Yeah, he'll stay twenty to twenty five minutes. And, and um, I'm really hoping that he plays a lot of center in his own. <laughs> it's kind of my hope. Well, I so. mean, he looked great, you know, offensively at least. Uh, yeah, in his game, I mean, his jumper, his confidence. What he just he knows yeah. exactly who he is, what he needs to do. Like it's really. In in his passing is somewhat you know underrated. He can move the ball, you know. Well, when, and when he's going to be on the floor at the four spot, there's going to be so much spacing. Exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. He was just like Papa shotting three pointers <laughs> from yeah. all the open space that was being created by uh, Mitchell and DG. So, yeah. uh, no. I mean, like he, he was a six man of the year candidate, uh, second, right? Second in voting yeah. last year. Yep. So second in yeah, voting number one in our hearts. That's right. That is I love that. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. Love it. We're crushing on all the calves tonight. <laughs> They're gonna take out a restraining order. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um so who's next? Dead. Is it is it Dean Wade? Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. Dean Wade. Yeah. Jimmy Dean Wade. Jimmy Dean Wade. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what's interesting is I think what it's going to happen. Uh, sad to say, sad to say, you know who the guy I think is out right now is uh, Raul Neto. Oh, I, I I think Raul Neto is the break glass in case of emergency point guard. Yeah, I I, I don't think. I mean, you saw him tonight. He was one for seven. I I think. He's like I said in the recap, he's a much better player with the starters than he is with the bench units. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think he's much more of a super sub when somebody is out with a injury or, you know, they want to give him the night off for rest, whatever. Right. It's much easier to plug Neto into there 
and and have him play with the starters because he is such a good passer and such a good guy uh kind of when he has weapons around him yeah uh, he can pass the ball well yeah and he's yeah. a decent finisher and he's and, a good and shooter and yeah. yeah he just but when he has to drive the offense it's just he it's he's not that guy you know when he right. he's not a guy that's going to put up 26 shots well, he, he mainly what I saw tonight was he was playing off ball and they yeah. were just letting Mitchell be the point guard for the most yeah. part. Um, yeah. And so that's what I think is emerging is that. No, I think Neto is very much going to be on the towards out. the end of the rotation. Yeah. yeah. And I think the guy who I think has stepped up and kind of won a, a, his place, to be honest, is our boy Chetty. Yeah, I agree with you. Our boy Chetty has kind of stepped up tonight, and I think he kind of seized uh, a rotation role, you know, and, and especially when if if he's got that kind of chemistry with DG and Mitchell, you know, running the Oh, point, and he's a guy, you know? yeah. Well, and think about this. Like, if you've got DG, Mitchell, and LaVert, Two of two of those three guys are on the floor. You got Chetty and Love out there, and then Mobley or Allen. You've got four absolutely four guys that are lights out shooters when they're on, and then a diving big man uh, at the at the five. And if Mobley's out there, you know maybe you even have uh, a five out offense. You know, yeah. I mean, the the, po- the possibilities get tantalizing. You know, the, yeah. the versatility. Of, of the roster and the offense, you know, that's the whole thing I actually want to say about Chetty is that, you know, I think what I see this year, the growth with Chetty is he's kind of bounced. He's taken his Euro ball, uh, Euro basket uh, experience this summer with the national team and kind of parlayed it into this season where yeah. they're trusting him with the ball a lot more. You know, he's getting a little bit more ball on ball opportunities, uh, opportunities to initiate offense, look for create his own offense. And I think he's kind of seizing the he's seizing the opportunity. And it's beautiful to see because I've always believed in it. You know, like, I know he's not really ever been able to show it at the NBA level. But, you know, well, I think the thing with him is always where they said he gets in trouble where he tries to do too much. Yeah. And I feel like he's really and all the Cavs in general, and this is the beauty of having spacing on your team, is nobody's trying to do too much. Like mm-hmm. the the options are are pretty easy. There's a lot of spacing. You know, the basket isn't crowded because they have so many shooters on the floor. That makes it easier. You know, he's found that balance of being too passive and trying to do too much. He's found that nice middle ground. Exactly. Just just being aggressive without out of being being out of control. Right. Know? Exactly. So and yeah, honestly, Okoro's found that too. So you yeah. you kind of see uh, from what I'm picking up from you, you kind of see Wade and Chetty in that uh, eighth ninth man role. Yeah. Exactly. I think you. I think your second unit comes down to either one of DG or Mitchell, and then you get. Some combination of Okoro, Chetty, Wade, and uh, Love. You yeah. know, there you go. And then, and then what you do is you sprinkle in Rolo 
for, for Diakite yeah. based on the Diakite, way he's playing. Exactly. exactly. Depending on what your you, center you, matchup is like. Exactly. What I hope uh, JB would do is to keep the people happy is just be always adjusting and always yeah. um, tinkering and always trying to match up, you know, and, and using the full roster, keep them all engaged. You yeah. know, that's what I want to see. That's what I think Atlanta did not do uh, with respect to their young players in like Sharif Cooper, who's now off the team with us. And Jalen Johnson, you know, they don't keep their young guys engaged through the season when they probably should have. And Cam Reddish. Yeah. yeah. And that's something I really respect about JB is like when he says there's an open competition, there's an open competition. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, there's he's not putting guys in boxes, you know, so I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um. And and I want to touch on that a little bit more when we come back in just a couple minutes. Welcome back to Kev's podcast. Uh, we were just talking about the Cavs rotation, and I think we just got up to nine guys with, uh, and then that tenth spot was uh, Robin Lopez, and you know, from based on everything we've seen, Diakite, um, you know, just depending on you know matchups and kind of what we're hoping for, uh, might yeah. see a little bit of Raul Neto sprinkled in, but yep. I think like you said, there's, there's going to be a lot of roles that, uh, that guys are going to have a pretty clearly defined role, uh, on this team. I think, you know, you're going to see Lamar Stevens not going to get a ton of minutes, but I can definitely see him when, Hey, I need to get some energy out there. Uh, you know, that's a guy we're going to go with. Um, and I've heard a lot of rumors of a, a nine ten man rotation in the regular season. So I mean, I'll believe it when I see it from. Well, there uh, should JB. be just for there should be just because of the grind of the season. Oh, for honest, sure. Oh, you know, that's what I was gonna say. Um, I would love to see them do a good job, a better job than they did the last two seasons of managing back-to-backs, especially kind of platooning guys and giving guys a night off uh, on back-to-backs and, you know, letting a guy know, hey, you're not going to play a lot tonight, but you're going to play a lot tomorrow um, because we're going to, you know, give Kevin Love the night off tomorrow. You know, you know, give guys those expectations coming in and have them be prepared and do a little bit better job of load management because I think, you know, all of our biggest criticism in the last few years is the load management has stunk and the way they've kind of played guys into injuries has not been good. Like I said last year, my biggest criticism of the coaching staff last year is they were playing Ricky Rubio too many minutes in too many games close together. And I definitely think that contributed to his injury. So, but I also think the other thing you're seeing in preseason for them is they're trying, he's, JB is trying to get these guys to run. He's getting his rotation guys, playing him a lot of minutes. He wants them to be in shape for the regular season and ready to roll. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it, it, it is a condi- training camp is conditioning for these guys this year. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, which is cool. Like I, I, you know, what I, what was nice about it, my concern was, were they going to respond? I mean, like they look dog tired, uh, Monday the second game uh, against Philadelphia, but they responded yeah. so well tonight that, you know, it's just like, okay, 
you know, um, you know, you had Okoro playing 33 minutes, Garland 31, Mitchell 34. Jeez. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, they, they played, they played some extended minutes. Um, and, uh, yeah, they look ready to go. I mean, it's, uh, it's exciting as hell. I mean, just let's see Mobley, right? Is that the final piece? Just see Mobley? Yeah, let's see Mobley. And I think if there was one kind of gigantic disappointment about the preseason, it's Dylan Windler being hurt again. Well, everything we I'm glad you brought it up because, I mean, I watched one of the press conferences uh, just recently with JB and, you know, what's ironic about the whole situation is JB was asked to give a couple names of who he liked in the preseason. The two names that he gave, Isaac Okoro, Dylan Windler. So, yeah. you know, that's the, you know, you just the hits keep coming for Dylan Windler. I mean, like, the way JB's talking about him, you'd think that he's in the fight for a rotation spot. And, and maybe he is, but, you know, availability is a huge issue. In yeah, the, yeah exactly. you have to be able to play and you have to, and he just feel, feels like he's made a glass. <laughs> he's been pretty snake bit this season, and some guys just can't stay healthy. And yeah, you know, you yeah, remember Andy for the Cavs for years would always have like a injury where they keep him out like half the season. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. You know, I I hope for the best for Windler because uh, I always liked him. I always liked his game. I think he's an athlete. He's exactly what the, this team needs. You know, just guys that can complement the stars. And uh, I think he does it. I think he can do it really well. It's just, we never get to see it. And when we do see it, it's only glimpses. So yeah, man, uh, you know, I, I feel bad. Yeah, I feel get, bad. get well soon, Dylan. Yeah. Get well soon. Yeah. I feel like we got to change the subject because that was yeah, sad. Exactly. <laughs> so I did want to, so one of the things I wanted to do uh, is talk a little bit about, you know, the Cavs' newest all-star, Donovan Mitchell. What have you seen from Mitchell that, you know, has surprised you uh, that you did not expect from obviously not watching him from game to game when he was in Utah? That's a great question. Uh, That is a really good question. It's hard to say. I mean, I feel like he's just kind of – it's clear that – he's just scratching the surface here right now. Like he's, he's just trying to find himself. I think the surprise might be the struggle to be honest with you. He's, he's struggled the past two games. Uh, he struggled more than I thought he might just because I think, you know, I, I really probably put too much hope into their off season workouts, you know, like, uh, cause they had worked out a lot, uh, Garland and Mitchell and, you know, Love and Mitchell worked out too uh, in New York, and you know. So, but it, but the thing of it is, is just uh, I think you know, even though he struggled, like like I said, the process was so good tonight. Like you said, ten threes he took. He took twenty six shots. We needed him to take shot eight rebounds. Yeah, and it's not like he was you taking know? bad shots. He was just missing shots no. at the basket, yeah. which traditionally is a really missing, good finisher. Yeah, he he was missing shots he normally makes. So, yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't be shot because it's a new team, new environment. It probably comes as a shock. I mean, I, I think he's genuinely surprised probably at ending up 
I mean, he said that, you know, he was genuinely surprised to end up in Cleveland, but like, so like is dealing with the gravity of the situation. Like he's the man on a possible championship, you know, caliber talented team, you know? And so he's just trying to find his way. And, you know, and what I saw tonight was just the growth of the process, you know? And so, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully he just finds a shooting touch. I think that's what the problem with, I think that's the problem he's having is, uh, he's having problems finding his spots to shoot, you know, cause he's, he's, yeah. you know, he's ending up in spots where he's not used to. Um, and that just takes time. But, uh, I loved what happened tonight. And I think, uh, his defense, uh, you could say is maybe a surprise. I think he's always been a good defender. You know, I think I don't get that rap. You know, we've talked about this before. I don't get the rap that uh, why he's a bad defender. He's a good defender. He knows how. Well, to he was not a good defender last season. Last year, you know, yeah. statistically, okay, that's fair. That's absolutely. Fair. Um, and I, I think he has all the tools. It's not like, um, a certain former, uh, combo guard that played for the Cavs that, <laughs> you know, just didn't have the tools. He wasn't very strong. Kind of didn't know where nameless. he was <laughs> supposed to be on defense and was you know kind of terrible at the basket. Donovan Mitchell. Who are you strength, talking? To? Who are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's strength around the basket and his athleticism has blown me away. Like yeah. he is oh, yeah. so much more athletic and explosive than I realized um, and strong. Like he reminds me of uh, a young Kyle Lowry, but a better leaper uh, just Cal- uh, in shape. Cal- Kyle Lowry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's in shape, but yeah, exactly. Like, but just super strong. Uh, you're not knocking him over. Um, and just, He's so strong. Like tonight he had a play where he jumped out of bounds, flicked the ball with his wrist and just tried to save it and threw it out past the three point line. Like he's just so strong. Um, I, I feel like I'm I'm gushing over bodybuilders again here, but you are. I mean, you're just taking turns on all the guys tonight. <laughs> oh my god! Why did you have to phrase it that way? You, what is wrong with you? You've had too much whatever that tequila you drink is. But anyway, Trace, yeah, oh, that's Trace Generacio. Trace. Generacio. Yeah, you've been Trace Generaciones with the uh, innuendo tonight. So with that, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Castle Podcast. I'm Nate Smith. Uh, welcome to the body issue, apparently, of Kaz the right. Podcast. There we as, go. As, wow. as Chris, Chris has Uh-oh. told me in the in the offs in the uh, during the break, um, he's but, embraced uh, his fate, ladies and gentlemen. He's no, his fate. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> so up next for the Cavs, who are they playing Friday? They play the Magic, I believe. They, they go to they, Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah. Which one? Disney I don't World. Know. Yep. Disney go World. going down to Orlando. Yep. Yep. And uh, playing the magic, uh, and then that's it. Who, who are an interesting team? I'll I'll be excited to see yeah. the, the magic a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Paolo Bancaro, yeah. um, Fran, Franz Wagner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and that. then and then um, then it's uh, Toronto on Open Thursday up. or Wednesday. Wednesday. I can't believe it's so. I can't believe it's happening. 
It's yeah, happening. it's so soon. And the one thing I love about that Toronto start is like, you got to think Evan Mobley has that game circled on his calendar. Like so. he yeah. wants, he, he wants to turn that town into Evanto. <laughs> Evanto. <laughs> I like that. Anyway. Like that. Um, yeah, that's going to be super fun. And hopefully we have kind of everybody healthy by then. And, uh, you know, just looking forward. I think they play Friday and then Wednesday, Friday, and then their home opener is like Sunday. So Man, that'll be tight. that'll be a super fun uh, week to uh, kick off the season. And a then road uh, home, yeah, road home back to back. Thank you very much, Adam Silver. <laughs> yeah, is it Saturday or Sunday? Sa- both. Okay, back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a weird one, but whatever. Um, and then kind of just news around the NBA. Um, I think you were saying during the break, the big rumor is, uh, you know, other than Ben Simmons, what were you going to tell me about Ben Simmons? Oh, I mean, just he's, uh, had a rough going and uh, people are getting their jokes off. Uh, yeah, I mean, like there was a viral video of him just like absolutely airballing like some stupid shot or whatever, but uh, it's just uh, the the talk now is trying to figure out who were the fire sale teams. Like the, the big yeah. news actually was, um, so Stephen A. Smith said that Kyrie is definitely out after this season in Brooklyn. He's gone. Okay. There, Ke- Kevin and Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving are finished. And Kyrie wants to go to L.A. Okay, so that's 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 the deal. And and just more in general is everybody's talking about who are the fire sale teams, you know, like who are the teams? And we talked about a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's, you know, you even brought it up with the tanking for Wembyana. I mean, like there's an there's an incentive, you know, this year, like if it's not going, if you're if you're stuck in mediocrity, you know. Bottom out. This is the year. Bottom, bottom out, yeah. Out. So yeah, you know, there will be bargains teams? to yeah. be had at the trade deadline. Yeah. So I mean, everybody's trying to figure out the the news is where is Jay Crowder going? Apparently Which there's... to me is the goofiest. Like, who cares about Jay Crowder? This guy makes ten million <laughs> a year. He's five million years old. He's like your C list wrestler in the wwe like i mean he's built like it too well, but i mean because because he's going to go to a contender right right as a, as a, but but the other thing is is they've got weirdness going on there where dario saric has been sitting out you know uh missing ooh, games and missing ooh, time for what? personal what? reasons yeah what? they've been having a lot of weird guys held out of games in practice it's been i mean it's preseason so who knows but, so what, you know, there's just a lot of weirdness around Phoenix. They had that whole thing of uh, Aiton and uh, Monty Williams not talking right. to each other. Yeah. And now they're talking <laughs> to each other again. And, of course, you've got uh, Chris Paul. Well, they lost against the NBL team. <laughs> oh, yeah. They lost to an NBL team. I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, what is it? They said that them boys could shoot. That's yeah. what DeAndre Ayton said. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't even like a good NBL team. Like no, obviously they shot out. lights out, but that NBL team lost like 
two days later. I can't remember to who, but I think it was Oklahoma City. So oh, it wasn't man. like, yeah. Oof. But I I absolutely think that there will be fire sales. Um, yeah. Who do, who do you think? Who? What teams would you like? Like, if you had some teams in mind, some players in mind that you would like to poach, you know, uh, what, what does the where does your mind wander? So we obviously have, I think the Sacramento Kings will figure out mm. by midseason that mm. it's not going to work. Uh, I would love Harrison mm. Barnes. I know you don't like Harrison Barnes, but I think he'd be. I, I could be persuaded. I actually, you know, I can kind of came around on his spot up shooting. Like his spot yeah. up shooting would bring an entirely new dimension, needed dimension to the Cavs offense. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Sacramento, uh, the Spurs obviously are bottoming out, but I don't think they have anybody anybody wants uh, other than a lot of young guys. And, you know, they already kind of had their fire sale last year and in the offseason. But, you know, we talked about Charlotte earlier. Uh, Clearly, Right. Charlotte's one. There you go. I think if the Nets have a major injury. um, Oh, yeah, easily. They That's figure out how to like, shut Durant down and uh, kind of like. I don't understand all the hype around the Nets. Like they fl- they were the only team that got swept last year. What have they done even? And they're supposed to have championship aspirations for the past three, four years. You know, they didn't look any better in the preseason. Like they got waxed by, I forget who was waxing on the. Oh man, who were they playing in the? Was it Philly? Yeah, I think it was Philadelphia. That was the. It was Philly, Brooklyn, and Philly just had their way with them. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, I just don't see it. Like, I don't get it. You know, like, you know, where do you want? Where do you think KD goes? Um, I think he still wants to go to Phoenix, but that Ooh. whole Phoenix situation is a mess. Ooh. Now that they're they are for sale, um, but that actually means that they might be tempted to make a move. I wonder. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a weird like. Well, it's also a super weird time economically. So, who knows what you know? Uh, the billionaire class is going to want to do. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I mean. It, it, it's it's definitely going to be weird. I think it's a lot of it's going to come down to injuries. There's going to be some major injuries, like there always are, that are going to push teams down into uh, you know rough territory. I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers were 33 and 49 last year, and you got to think if there's a major injury to LeBron or um, Anthony That's Davis, a there's a team right there that should be imploded. But the problem is they owe all their pick swaps to the Pelicans. So they can't really implode. Like they don't own any of their picks until like 2026 or something. Like they have no protections. They have a pick swap this year with New Orleans. If they were smart, they would be trading off their guys and rebuilding kind of that war chest because the the team they have doesn't look sustainable. Um, but I think they're going to try and, you know, leverage that Westbrook contract for one of these teams having a fire sale. 
And I that deal I mentioned earlier with you know Westbrook for I think it was Ubre, uh, Rozier, Rozier and Hayward. Like that makes a lot of sense for the Lakers. It does. Um, it and, does. And it kind of clears the books for Charlotte. Um, and if they can get the Lakers pick for that, like that makes a, if they could get a pick instead of having to give a pick to make somebody eat Hayward like that makes a lot of sense for them. I I don't know what if Portland's going to be any better. Like that's the I other agree. weird thing. I agree. So who knows? I mean, like I it just, you know, how old is Damian Lillard now? Uh, I think he's like 29. No. Really? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, 32. he's getting up there. He's thirty-two. Okay, he's 32. older than I thought. Yeah, like yeah, he's on the wrong side of thirty for sure. Yeah. So where are they I, yeah. going? Where are they going? Oh, and they have the weirdest owner in the NBA. Like right, right. Paul Allen's, Allen's sister doesn't sister? want to spend any money. Yeah. Yeah, and, and she's like, looking to sell, right? She's well, she sell? was, but she doesn't want to sell it to Phil Knight. So, oh, from Nike, that's weird. So. some Oregon beef. Yeah. So it's super weird. Uh, I, I don't know where that team's going. Like, I feel like that team could get blown up. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, the Jazz obviously are still in fire sale mode. They're still probably trying to figure out where to send Clarkson and Conley and uh, Bogdanovich. Um, where do you think Memphis is going? Oh, I think Memphis has a real I think Memphis is gonna be one of the two team two best teams in the West. Um Wow. You so you see him as a top two seed? I they're super young and have well, they were number two seed last year. Um I mean obviously oh, yeah, the right. Warriors <laughs> the Warriors um uh were a three seed, but they had that big stretch where Steph Curry Missed Avenger, games. Yeah, yep. I don't see the Suns being nearly as good as they were last year because they seem to have a lot of chemistry issues. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be weird, but I I think Memphis will be in the Eastern Conference Finals against Golden State, probably. Yeah, Ooh. and uh, and okay. obviously the the big elephant in the room right now is the total like utter fraudulence of woke Steve Kerr when he's letting a player on his team just punch another player out with no suspension or anything. Um, that Draymond Green punch was utterly ridiculous. And the billionaire class runs the NBA against a feckless uh, Adam Silver who will not enforce any kind of uh, discipline on any NBA teams. So it's it's kind of ridiculous at this point. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Nate's rants. It is. It's Nate's rants. So I don't know. Like, get them. Get them. I think New York could tank. New York was 37 and 45 last year. Like, oh, yeah. And they haven't gotten any bad. I don't think Jalen Brunson solves the problem for them. It's tough to say. I think they really thought they were going to rebound a little bit. I think they really thought they were going to get. They got Hardenstein, dude. Come on. Come on. Well, they do have Hardy. And I, I feel like this is a, um even year, so uh, Julius Randle will be 30 pounds lighter, so, <laughs> so maybe they'll be better there. I don't know. I mean, um, he did have a career-worst year last year. 
Yo, he was a dog last year. Yeah, so he was awful. So he he did a, he had a sign and retire contract. That was he the problem. Didn't he? Didn't he? <laughs> so, but I can definitely see that team blowing it up because how about, it, how about Boston? Oh, I think Boston's going to take a big step back. I think they have a ton of chemistry issues. They got some uh, problems, don't they? RG three was arguably their most impactful player last year, and. They played him hurt, and he's still hurt. So, but I don't think they'll drop out of the playoffs. But I think they'll yeah, drop into. Maybe. I think the Bulls could absolutely go into tank mode this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because with Lonzo Ball being hurt, um, ter- that uh, really screws them. Don't, I mean, like that completely yeah. blew up. Well, they're starting yeah. to Somnu at the the point guard. Yep, uh, yes. they just announced and then um who's their uh oh, who's the guy that's been on the league forever on that team now it's gonna drive DDR. me nuts yeah ddr and vooch it, yeah i mean they're just old yes <laughs> you know right. they have they goran Dragic, which makes no sense for that team demar Derozan, <laughs> vooch like too many guys on the wrong side of 30 on that team yep. i definitely could see and plus, like Chicago mismanaging injuries since the mid nineties, so <laughs> um, I definitely could see that team just driving off a cliff and having to having to sell it off for parts. But they have a lot of expensive contracts; like they can't really afford to do that. And most of those guys are on multi year deals. Well, and also, I don't think they have their picks because of the Vooch trade. Yeah. Oh man, that trade, yeah, it was kind of a dog for them, and and it's super funny because don't you think they'd much rather have uh who uh who did they trade Carter yeah Carter Wendell Carter, Carter Jr. yeah exactly um they'd much rather have him than Vooch right now and I think so. they I think they took Franz Wagner with the Bulls with that pick, pick yeah. 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 How much better would they look right now? And of course, that team has Andre Drummond, too, which I super love. <laughs> he's been, dude, he's been hitting threes. You know about that? Oh, my God. Dude. Oh, you're Andre you're, Drummond. You're so pretty. <laughs> he's hitting threes now. Bless his heart. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got the green light for threes. Oh, my so. Lord. And with that, we'll be right back. <laughs> So you're telling me that Andre Drummond can shoot three. <laughs> Welcome back to Cavs the podcast. Uh, you're telling me Andre Drummond can shoot threes now, and it is not an optical illusion. I, I am. My name is Chris Francis, and I am testifying to the. <laughs> I will attest to the fact that Andre Drummond has the green light to hit threes. Fire away. Well, there you go. And he makes them. And they I, barely graze the rim. I don't believe that. And I believe <laughs> that he will shoot like 12% in the regular season, if that. So He hit multiple threes in a game. Well. Did you believe that? I don't believe that. <laughs> it happened. I think he hit three. He hit well, three threes in a it game. It is also preseason. It is. It is. So. So. Yeah, that's a weird team. I mean, I guess I can't see him falling 
that far out of the playoffs, but they were the sixth seed last year. No, I mean and that I, was I think with Lonzo there was Ball. A, no, I agree. If there's a team that I think falls out of the top six, that just goes Chicago. total fire fire sale mode. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah, but that's the weird thing. Like, if teams are having fire sales, like who's buying? Although I think the Mavericks would buy a ton of guys from that team. The Mavericks, Ooh, there we go. the yeah. Mavericks need players to play with, you know, arguably a top five indie. I think NBA Miami would in buy Luka right now. I think yeah, Miami, Miami would buy. Yeah, Denver maybe. Lakers, yes, Lakers. Well, Denver. Lakers, but the Lakers don't have any money or anything that, you know, anything in the war chest. That's true. They got two so, first round picks and Russell. Yeah, maybe Boston. I agree. Yep. Uh, I think Jalen Brown is a weird situation for them. Isn't he in a contract year? Or has he got two years left? I believe so, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are saying he's going to walk. Yep, yep, that's what I'm hearing too. Uh, What about Toronto? Where where are they at? Where where are they going? I really feel like Toronto overachieved last year. I agree. But also, Scotty Barnes looked really good. He's going to get better, yeah. Right. Yeah, and... Although, apparently, he's looked awful. In the preseason, hmm. he's he's massively regressed, holding the ball like not playing his role, holding the ball too much, taking stupid shots. Oh, he he's uh, he got the lights in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he turned so into saying. a diva. So oh. we're saying, <laughs> I, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a team that. I feel like really overachieved last year, probably because Nick Nurse is a really good coach. But uh, I could definitely see them falling off. But I, I mainly see mostly see these teams falling off because I think Cleveland and Brooklyn are going to be a lot better this year. Um, but I still kind of believe in that that top six in the East is probably Miami, Milwaukee, Philly, Cleveland, and Brooklyn. That feels like a good top six for me, and then. I guess maybe the Knicks could move up or down. Um, and I guess Chicago has so many vets. I don't know if they fall that far down. So who knows? Didn't even mention Atlanta. I hate Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that team. Um, I really hope the DeJounte Murray trade was an utter disaster for them. Um, I don't think it will be, but I think they'll miss uh, uh, guys like Herter a lot more than they thought they would i just don't see them having a lot of good wings like there's where's where's the shooting coming from and their team that is always slow out of the gate and i mean i feel like john collins right yeah that's the shooter that they have john well and trey obviously yeah of course but spot yeah. up shooting yeah but they don't have a lot of wing shooting uh i don't i don't know i don't know so any of those guys on any of these teams that you'd like to see the Cavs pursue, like I talked about, uh, uh, ah, what's his name from Sacktown? Now it's going to drive me nuts. Harrison Barnes. Um, so, no, that's a great question. The, the guy that I wonder about, and it's if Phoenix has a fire sale, and that is Michael Bridges. Oh, yeah, like, that'd be a really nice three for the Cavs. Wouldn't it, though? Like, yeah, wouldn't be really... he be the perfect piece at the perfect age? Yeah, the problem is 
is he makes a lot. Like, what's his contract? 20. 20. I mean, that's not terrible. And you got to think if like, I almost feel like they don't want to commit that much long-term money to that spot. Uh, and they're content to live with a and, you know, Chetty and, uh, who's, who's the other, uh, Wade, you, you know, long term and it, it's be interesting to see what happens with Levert. I mean, do they try and build up Levert's value and move him, or does he, if he actually keeps, you know, plays like this all season, like, do you start thinking about a contract extension? Oh, I, you know mean, what I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, you know, I think that they'll have plenty. That's the, I, I guess that kind of goes back to your point about keeping their options open. It seems yeah, it's like it's all about optionality. A, yeah. It's, it's, they've got a lot of options and they're good options, you know, at the end of, um, at the end of the season, you know, uh, in terms of cap space and um, the ability to sign guys and keep guys. So, yeah. or possibly, I don't know if can, can Karis do a sign and trade as a free agent or yeah, he have he do bird, a, bird they rights? have his bird rights. Yes. Okay. They, they could do a sign and trade next season, but the problem so, with the sign and trade is you get hard capped. Ah, okay. Okay. If right. you end so up over the, the apron. Right. Over the tax apron. Gotcha. Which they likely will because next summer Garland's extension kicks in. Right. Right. So, so interesting. So, yeah, I, I, you know, that's the guy. You know, like I feel like you got Michael Bridges. Then, Yeah. Um, there's another guy out there, SGA. How long does he stick around? Great question. In God, Oklahoma man. City before he demands a trade. Like, I, I'd get sick of losing every year out there. Like, how long um, are you just? I'm kind of, you, know? you know, I'm, you know, I was a big fan of SGA. I wanted SGA over Colin Sexton in the 2018 draft, you know, so I'll collect my W there. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick of this guy. Like, <laughs> you know, why isn't he demanding a trade? Like, if I was him, well, because yeah, they're paying a man? boatload of money. That's why. To not even play. You know, yeah. like how much did he play last year? The past two yeah, years. Yeah, that was kind of garbage. Yeah. So, you know, and, and like all I know him about is like his fashion right now. Like <laughs> that's what he's known for right now is his fashion. Right. It ain't his basketball. So, like, I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm sick of this SGA love. Like, I want to see him. <laughs> demand a trade, get to a real team and do something. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, take, I'm would with you. Would you take SGA? Would you I'd take, take him. I mean, I don't know if he fits on the Cavs. He's a, yeah. another guy that needs the Undersized ball in his hands. Three, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, like I don't I don't think he fits on the Cavs and I don't think they want to move Mitchell for him. I mean, you don't move a guy yeah. that by all accounts wants to be move here. For him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and seems to fit in pretty well so far. So yeah, yeah. So I I think yes. you at least give it a season before you even think about that. So right, exactly, exactly. They got. I, I think I think there's a two year time frame with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, uh, where where we need to season and a half at the 
Yeah, exactly. We need we need to make a deep run this season or next season in the playoffs. Yeah, and then we take it from there. Yeah, and and honestly, I think that is why you're gonna see the Cavs be pretty active at the trade deadline this year. Ooh, well, I mean, they've got some prediction guys they can move. I mean, they've got Chetty. They've got uh. Chetty's got a super nice contract in that it's a team option for the next year. Uh, they've got Chetty. They've got, uh, you know, Windler's expiring contract. That's about $13 million right there. And then, you know, obviously they have Kevin Love. I don't think they would want to do that. But they do have Isaac Okoro uh, that gives you, you know, if you can move those three guys for a really good small forward. And they've got, of course, Levert's $18 million. So that's about $35 million in salary and, you know, definitely rotation guys for the Cavs. But if you can get a really high quality three, you think about it, you know. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, like you consolidate those, you consolidate those salaries into an actual, you know, 16 game player, you know, for your playoff run, championship right. run. And you got your... No, absolutely. Then you fill up. Yeah, but the roster. problem is I don't know who's out there. Exactly. Like, at the three. Like exactly. I like Who? Michael Bridges, but he's not. He, he's, I, not. I, he's not a. Is he a gamer? Is he a is he a hooper, or is he a basketball player? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for him, it's for him. I think it's is he a top five guy? Yeah. Is he a top five guy? Probably not. Yeah. Exactly. What at the on the Cavs? No, um, or in, just in the in the league as far as that position, his position? small forward. Oh. So, like, who do we got? We got like we got what? Paul George, Kawhi, Chris Middleton. Yeah, I've heard Kawhi's not looking like he's moving well. Really? Still, yeah. And you I mean, know, take old. that. Yeah, take that with a grain of salt. But he's sure. not that old. I don't think he's older than Paul George. Mm-hmm. I think no, I we're outside of 30. Yeah, hot Googling action one more time. Is Kawhi Leonard is 31. I guess you're right. 31. Yeah. Um, and I guess Just Paul George okay, is 32. So yeah. Oh, Paul George is 32. Yeah, they got a lot of guys over 30 on that team. Yeah, they. So. I mean, they're talk about another team. like They're like basically Brooklyn West. <laughs> yeah. Except with a, with a with less less uh, dramatic players, I'll be. I mean, they they just had yeah. terrible injury luck. So. Well, that's what happens when every. Oh, you mean the Nets? No, I mean uh, Clippers with oh. Kawhi, Kawhi's knee yeah. and then Paul George's shoulder. Well, and then they he got John it. Wall. Who, John Wall, yep. Who knows how long he's going to last? And they right. got Marcus Morris. Like they got a lot of guys who get hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's another weird team. I mean, they need to make a run, right? That's what I mean. Right. Like no, they, I mean they should have been competing for championships already, and they their their windows. No, I mean Steve Ballmer is gonna get a Nicaraguan hit squad to take some of these contracts <laughs> out if if this doesn't happen in the next year or two for him. So, are you gonna make it? <laughs> that was hilarious, Nicaraguan hit squad. <laughs> I, he's I got mean, contras. He's got contras all over the world. <laughs> yeah, up, down, up, down, A B A B. Yeah, that's right. Okay, oh and with God. that, we'll be right back to yeah, wrap this God. bad boy up. <laughs>
Welcome back to Cavs Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and uh, we're wrapping things up here with Chris Francis and Cavs tip off a week from now that it's 12.05 a.m., a week from today, Thursday, uh, when this posts, and uh, uh, I'm excited, uh, excited to see uh, this team uh, in live fire exercises. It's happening, baby. The, it is. The Donovan it Mitchell is. era has launched. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's cool, what, I think one of the things that's very cool is that they really haven't lost their core identity. Like no. we saw defense and we saw Jared Allen and Darius, Darius Garland in the pick and roll. You know, that's yeah. that's the identity of the Cavs. They still got it. So, you know, let's rock. Yeah. And, you know, Godspeed, Lori Markinen. Yeah, I feel bad out, for you yeah, out in, out in yeah, Utah. Absolutely, in <laughs> Young Bull, you know, go yeah. get your go get paid, young man. Yeah, absolutely. You're a rock star. Get your That's game right. on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you got anything to pitch this week other than you know your favorite tequila? Yeah, just the tequila, just the tequila. I think. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, gosh dang. There's really, yeah, I, I'm, I'm drawing a total blank. So, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, you're um, good. It's you know, late. Yeah. It's, yeah. But how about you, Nate? What you got? Um, oh, what do I got? Uh, well, I can tell my Vegas story. Um, there we go. There so, we go. I was in Vegas, Vegas stories. <laughs> a couple weeks ago um, for a dental conference. Uh, pretty much, uh, <laughs> one of my buddies is a dentist and. So me and his brother went with him and pretended to be Dennis for two days or three days. And uh, I mean, the, the beauty of this is, Nate you know, Smith, you get the yes, <laughs> you get the room, then you get the meals and then um, you get usually every night there's an open bar uh that's like corporate sponsored and the drinks are like it's like top shelf like we're drinking bullet. Uh, mm. bourbon mm-hmm. like it it's it's top shelf liquor uh i had the first gen martini i've ever had and it was delicious um mm. so we were uh we were living pretty high on the hog um and and the food was really good and you know the first day we get in there and um yeah nothing really eventful happens and then the second day yeah, a lot eventful happened. Um, so first of all, we I want to get suits. I uh I I was like, I need to get a tailored suit. I've never had a tailored suit. I want to go and get a nice suit, but I also don't want to spend a lot of money. So I look all over <laughs> Google and I go off strip um to this guy and uh we get in there. Of course, he has to unlock the door to let us in when we're there. And he's and he's a very um, interesting person who's been working in Vegas since like the early third, early eighties. Um, and he uh, is an Italian Canadian from Montreal who moved to Vegas in the early eighties and he's now a tailor. And he's, of course he's got his wall of fame of all the people that he's done suits for. And, and most of them are from like the eighties and nineties and a couple, like one of his big long stories was telling a story about, uh, ice tea coming in for a suit. 
But the no, other part of this gentleman was that if you want an impeccably tailored suit with a very large side of uh, mostly inappropriate racist comments, this is the guy to go to because it was like the minute we walk in there, it's like, oh, you don't you don't want the five ninety nine special. It, it, that that that's for all these all all these uh, South American guys. They send all these suits home. <laughs> and then just wow. like every like stereotype upon stereotype and all of his stories would just be like these long rambling stories just with like excuses to you know make make comments about a certain ethnic group uh, i believe the term uh camel jockey was thrown around more than once um, and, and that was the most polite term that we heard and we're like, what are we doing in here? But also it was a really nice suit. <laughs> so we get these suits and of course my buddy, uh, it was the three for five ninety nine special. Well, we ended up paying more than that for each suit because we got upsold. And of course my buddy is like the only one, it's my fault. He can't say no to to getting this suit so of course then it takes the guy 40 minutes to write up all the bills because he is 190 years old it was like buying suits from a, a very short uh elrond from lord of the rings but i mean it, it was insane so we take the tab the cab back to the hotel i still have to go out and get another set of pants to wear to the club that night because my buddies they had to club so we go out and uh we go to the open bar and i drink several drinks uh because this open bar only lasts for an hour then i eat a bunch of food then we're going to see a band called girl talk are you familiar with girl talk oh yeah 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 we so love, we're going we to love see, the girl talk yeah girl talk uh, they do like mashups uh, really good DJ and they're rapping over these mashups. Um, super chill. We go to the Brooklyn bowl, super chill vibe, have a couple beers. Um, you know, just start dancing. But my buddies had gotten tickets to Dow nightclub, which is in the Venetian. And I'm like, why are we, of course, we're only at this concert for like a half hour. And then they want to leave and go to this nightclub. I'm like, why are we leaving? Like, this is a terrible idea. First of all, I've had a lot to drink and you shouldn't be taking me anywhere. Second of all, um, yeah, no, the first of all still stands. And so we're leaving <laughs> and there's like this 40-foot banister out of Dow Nightclub. And so I decide um, I'm going to try and slide down this banister. And, of course, I get about six feet, and it's like, wham, <laughs> just fall right off this banister. And the fall didn't hurt as much as the second time after I bounced to the next stair. That's the one that really hurt. And so my buddy's dying, and I just, like, get up. I was like, let's go. I'm like, I'm just drunk power at this point. So we get to Dow Nightclub, and... We all order a drink. And, of course, to get in here, it's $125. Um, but 100 of that is a bar card. Um, and I'm like, well, whatever. And, you know, I'm only in Vegas once. So we're there. We all get a drink. 
uh, having a good time, watching all the girls dance. I get another drink, which is the tall drink. And that is the last thing I remember that evening. Um, I'm sitting there talking to a girl and that while I'm getting this drink is the last thing I remember. And the, I have flashes of being escorted out of the club by security. Um, and then somehow <laughs> I make it back to my hotel at Harrah's. Um, but I don't have a room key. They didn't give me a room key, my two buddies. So I am sitting outside of my room. And then the next thing I know, I am outside of my room and two security guards are there checking my ID. And my buddies come from around the corner and I and most of the hotel room uh, hallway floor is covered in vomit. Um, so, oh, my God. So it was... Uh, not good. And the funny thing was, is I was feeling super guilty about it. And then, uh, like I drank too much and made these horrible decisions and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm telling this story like a week later with my wife and everybody there and everybody's kind of laughing. And of course my buddy Eric goes, yeah, your eyes were bugged out of your head and your pupils were dilated all to hell. And I, and Chris, my wife goes, oh crap. You got roofied. I'm like, what? He's like, she, cause she's a healthcare provider. And she's like, she's like, yeah, your eyes don't look like that when you're drunk. You got roofied. And that's probably why you remember nothing. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, I'm like Weebay when they realize, you know, the Weebay meme from prison from anyway. Um, and I'm like, oh crap. So late after that happens, I, go in the bathroom and basically pass out next to the bathroom. Uh, and then they have these barn doors and I crash into this barn door, put a hole in the wall. Um, <laughs> and then wow. uh, basically drained half of Lake Mead uh, with the shower. I got to take after that. Um, and then slept till like three the next morning. Um, the good news was, is I only had to pay for the hall cleaning. I did not have to pay for the hole in the uh, in the wall in the hotel because it was a very poorly designed door. And so and that's the story of uh, I, I felt very fortunate that I did not have I was not taken advantage of after this story. Um, but your organs weren't sold for. Yeah, that I'm not missing. Market. I'm not missing a kidney. Uh, one of my other buddies who had hardly anything to drink, he threw up on the way back from the club. Uh, so he and he doesn't remember everything about that night either. So something happened to him. But, you know, I'm I'm very grateful nothing worse happened to me. And then the next day we went and got our super racist, impeccably tailored Italian suits. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But it was it was quite a uh, bizarre like thing. Captures Three days in Vegas is like a month. Yeah, I feel like that captures everything about Vegas right there. In another yeah, way. it really does. You know? Like in the best and worst ways. So, yeah, and yeah. I have more stories from that, but I can't tell you over uh, over no, podcast. Suitable. We did all wear all neon suits the next night for uh, neon glam. Uh, final closing ceremonies of this conference uh, at another nightclub. 
and that was super nice. fun. So maybe I will, uh, maybe I'll post that as the picture. Picture, right, yeah, and then one picks. of the funny need, lines was, yeah, it, we were all three. I was in a neon green. One was in a neon yellow, and the other was neon blue. And it was like, oh yeah, we're the highlighters. I told this girl this, and she's like, I was like, yeah, like the markers. And she goes, no, I got it. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, oh, oh, wham with the right hand. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was uh, oh my God. Oh uh, my super God. crazy three days. And yeah, anyway. Oh wow. So I, wow. and I actually have another story from that, but I'm not sure I want to. I'm not sure I'm ready to share that yet. And so more than anything, I'm just happy to be alive. Thank so. you. Yes. <laughs> Whew. My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, that was that that was an evening. And, that was a and I've left a bit of emotion. That was well, and I've left about half the details out of that story. So <laughs> Yeah. Well good. I gave you I gave you the PG there's, version. Yeah, yeah. There there's children listening, so Well, I mean nothing crazy happened just because me and my friends are big giant dorks that just make a lot of comments and don't actually do anything. So anyway. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, so the Cavs kick off tip off in a week, and we will probably have a Monday night uh, pod to just uh, preview the season and kind of go from there. So as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs, baby. You sure you don't have any uh, stories to share? Oh, yeah. You <laughs> do? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I don't, I, there's nothing. Only off air, huh? That. Yeah, that's, that's, there's nothing that's going to top that. Oh, okay. Me, well, as oh, always, I, I, know, I know better than to follow greatness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good night. Thank you for listening to Cabs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.